that's fine.
Praise the Lord. It's time to get started. It's time to get started. Come on, put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Simple song that says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord.
we magnify your name. Oh yes, glorify your name. Glorify your name. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We magnify your name. Sing that in some parts. We magnify, we magnify your name. said if I be lifted up which means if we do what we're supposed to do then he would draw all men unto him let us pray dear God thank you Lord God thank you for blessing us to be here in the house of prayer one more time for we know that there are many who wish they could be in somebody's church this morning and Lord, we ask now that you will have mercy on those, those that are sick, those that are shut in, those that are in convalescent homes, those that are in hospitals, even those who are behind prison bars. Lord, have mercy. Dear Lord, we ask that we who are able to be here, that you will bless us. Dear God, bless us through these songs that we sing. Lord, bless us through the scriptures that we read. Father, we ask that you will bless us through the preached word. That we will not just be hearers, but bless us that we will be doers of your holy word. Not to put on some kind of show to an outside, unfriendly world, but to be genuine to be sincere and to be the Christians that you are calling us to be in these awful times. Dear Lord, bless us now that the word that the pastor will bring to us will stay with us, that we will do the things that he preach about, that we will live the lives that we sing about, that we will do the things that will be pleasing in your sight. Because we know it's not about us, but it's all about you. That's why we glorify your name. And yes, we magnify your name. Because you are deserving of all the praise and all of the glory. 
And Father God, we won't try to take any credit for anything good that happens, but we will give it all to you, Lord. We ask that you will accept this prayer and that you will bless everyone under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Come on, one more time. One more time while we came. We magnify. Good morning, K.E. Chapel. Our scripture this morning will come from Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. I'll be reading verses 38 through 40. It's chapter 4 of Mark's Gospel, verses 38 through 40, and it reads, And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? The word of God for the people of God. Good morning, church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, with praises on our lips and thanksgiving in our hearts. Lord, just thanking you for this another day. Lord, you've been mighty good to us. We just thank you for watching over us last night, Lord, as we slept and touched us early this morning with a finger of your love, Lord, and we begin to hold a brand new day. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we pray for those that are sick this morning, Lord, those that are shut in, those that may be in hospitals. Lord, we just ask you to just touch and bless them, Lord. Lord, we pray for the bereaved families this morning, Lord. We just ask you to just comfort them. Lord, we ask a special prayer for that Franklin family, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for loaning that sister to us to give us words of encouragement and songs, Lord. She's touched the lives of many, and we just thank you for it, Lord. With songs like Amazing Grace, Lord, and giving us encouragement, Lord, and telling us what a friend we have in Jesus. And Lord, letting us know, Lord, that God is still in charge. We just thank you. Lord, we pray, Lord, for the preached word this morning. We just ask you to just bless him, Lord, that he may touch someone, Lord, this morning with a word of encouragement. Let them know, Lord, that they just have faith. For God is God, and he's God all by himself. Lord, we just pray these blessings in your son Jesus' name, and for his sake. Amen. Good morning, church. You know, we, it's just good to see everybody. I'm just so glad that the rain didn't keep you at home. This morning, our congregation hymn, uh, since the pastor has been preaching about overcoming fear by having faith. So we thought we'd go back a little bit, and we're going to be doing this morning for you, I was trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Come on, musician. Here we go, y'all. 
going to be all right. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Amen. Stand just one more time for our responsive reading. And while you're standing, I just want to thank for my pastor, those who have prayed for Doris. My wife took a fall last Sunday. She's doing pretty well. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Our responsive reading is 
Let's read together. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. One more time, please. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. How about that? God bless you. Our church covenant, you may be seated. <laughs> Our church covenant reads as follows. Having been led, as we believe, by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, we do now in the presence of God, angels in this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, the expense of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagement, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain from the sale and use of intoxicating drink as a beverage, and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy in feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. And amen. Let's thank our board of deacons for their spirit-filled devotion. And at this time, we're going to give all of us an opportunity to continue to participate in the worship service by uh, participating in our benevolent offering. This is the time for this congregation, this church, to continue to uplift this community. So at this time, the ushers will come, and we have a selection from the choir.
Oh, heavenly and precious Father, God, our maker and our creator, most benevolent God, giver of all things, we thank you, the Lord, for this offering, O heavenly Father. We pray, O Lord, that you just multiply, O heavenly Father, to be used to advancement of your kingdom. Dear Lord, we pray, O Lord, your blessing upon each giver. In your son Jesus' name, we ask it and pray. Amen. This time I'll share just a few announcements with you from the floor and then we'll turn it over to the media. We ask that you continue to keep all of our sick and shut in in our thoughts and our prayers um, and be, be of service to those people. Uh, specifically, uh, Brother Grouse is not on his post, but he is out of the hospital at home, so we ask you continue to pray for him. And also, let's pray for our, our children as they, they have already begun the school year, but let's continue to keep them uplifted so they will have successful learning experience and also keep the Mac family in prayers I understand there's also uh, illness in that family and we want to congratulate sister Jasmine Guy Jasmine was a scholarship winner I understand last week through the, the Jackson district so we're so proud of our young people and again congratulations <laughs> to Jasmine and all of you young people keep on doing what you're doing this time we have more announcements from the media media you're on Media is telling me to stretch it. Um, there's no, uh, no, 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 uh, no audio. Okay. All right. So we're going to watch the screen. <laughs> and you're going to have to read Pearls of Joy coming up Tuesday, August 28th. Again, they'll be honoring, I think, um, uh, those that are over 82, 80, 62 years old attendees. Hurst Drive, so I think class 14 is um, asking for new or gently used purses filled with personal care items to be given to shelters and homeless community. I've waited all my life to do this. So submit your announcements um, by the app or to the uh, email address, but you have to get your announcements in by Tuesday of each week. <laughs> Please don't tell Shannon I did that. At this time, we're gonna, we want to welcome all of those who are not yet members of KHL. We have so much fun we have here at KHL. We are one big happy family. But right before we do, we have new members of our family. So Latanya Francis, please come on down for the right hand of fellowship. And Jesse Love, come on down for the right hand of a fellowship. But all those who are not yet members who are visiting, we're going to ask you, please stand. All visitors, please stand up. Thank you. Let's welcome our visitors.
On behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley, and all our K-Chapel boards and members, we wanted to thank you for coming to visit with us today. And right now, while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get here at K-Chapel. Go, Chris.
Just received an announcement, Brother Charles Hodge. Please keep him in your prayers. He's actually in the Baptist Hospital in room 6022, Brother Charles Hodge. And now we have an emphasis on the announcement about the prayers of joy. I just want to give you the details of the Pearls of Joy luncheon. There was something missed in the announcement. The mission we'll be sponsoring is Pearls of Joy luncheon on August the 28th at 11.30 a.m. in the Willie Wright Center. This announcement extends to all women in the church age 62 and older. We want you to register so we will know how many of you will be attending. So you can come to the fellowship hall after service and register. There is no charge for it. Whether you're in the mission or not, you are invited if you're 62 years old or older. Thank you. Thank you. Attend at this time. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 We, we're all, always glad to see our visitors and those who are sharing with us. Sister Hattie Hopper was mentioning something to me as, I was, as we were singing, and I didn't get it all, but, but I know she has a special guest, and I got Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico special guest, Hattie Hopper. Whoever you are, let me, amen. God bless you. Good to see you. Won't you stand? Let us see you this morning. God bless you. Good to have you with us on this morning. Amen. Always glad to have all of our guests with us. Amen. This time, we all have an opportunity to again participate in our services. At this time, we're going to ask that we have spoken word from the pulpit, followed by our tithers and our ushers and their choir. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury has cast in all the living that she has. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word. Usher's Choir.
service we call here at K Chapel special music. Special music to us means it's an opportunity for us to prepare our hearts and minds for the message from the pulpit and to deep medit meditate on the words of selection, special selection from the choir. This time we'll have our special music from the angelic choir. Good morning. Um, throughout my life, uh, a lot of y'all know me. I've been through a lot, a lot of things in my 46 years on this earth. But through it all, Jesus has always been the center of my joy. You're the heart 
of my contentment over all I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. When I've lost my direction, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light when the nights are long and cold. In sadness, you are the lantern that shatters all my fears. And I'm all alone Your hand is there to hold
my God. Jesus, you are the center of my joy. problems and still have a praise when you know the Lord you can be worried and still have worship when you know the Lord it can be raining in your life but you know who still reigns in your life and for that reason you can say to God be the glory mm. my God my God in fact what I want to talk to you today about how to have peace in life's problems how to have peace in life's problems when he is the center of your joy it doesn't matter what you're going through you can rejoice anyhow. In the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4, these words are recorded beginning with verse 38. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. They awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. How to have peace in life's storms. We continue in our series today, the how-tos of faith with good news from this text. Text that offers to us the fact that even in life's storms, we can have peace. Someone surmised some years ago that an adage that has become quite familiar about storms, Bill, they said, 
when it comes to life, you're either headed for a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm. While there's a lot of truth to that statement, I, I do hasten to warn you that as believers, we should exercise some caution and be somewhat careful about not so easily surmising life simply by its storms. We should be careful not to define our experiences or mark our existence simply by life's storms. For to do so is to bring about a great disservice to our witness and cause great damage to our perspective of life itself. But when you concentrate too much on life's storms, it's difficult then to see and be grateful for the days of grace, for the weeks of goodness, for the months of mercy, and for the years of plenty. When you concentrate too much on life's Storms, you begin to see too easily the gathering clouds and fail to thank God for the blue skies. When you concentrate too much on life's storms, you neglect to give thanks for the calm, tranquil, and serene days of gentle breezes blowing across clear skies. What, what, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that life is made up of more than just your storms. And if you spend all of your time looking for the next storm, you will miss the joyful journey in between storms. You, 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 you wasting time looking for the next storm and missing the blessing of right now. Watching for the storm to come and not enjoying the sunshine. Preparing for the storm and missing the moment to praise God for the season that you're in right now. Don't get me wrong, there's value in remembering life storms and how you survived and how the Lord provided for you and how you came out. But when you look at life as a person of faith, you should choose to look at it through the lens of gladness rather than the lens of gloom. See life through the lens of the Lord's mercies rather than the lens of life's misfortunes. You ought to try and count up your days of sunshine and celebration rather than marking off the days of sorrow. Because if we are honest about it, most of us in here, let me check real quickly. Yeah, most of us in here, most of us in here, most of us in here, if we are honest, can make the declaration that you've had more good days than you've had bad days. Most of us, now if this not you, you be quiet, but most of us in here can admit to the fact that the days you've been up have outnumbered the days that you've been down. The days that you've had plenty have outnumbered the days that you did not have enough. The days that you've been healthy outnumber the days that you've been sick. The days that you've been on your feet outnumber the days that you were laying on your back. The days that you knew what day it was outnumber the days that you didn't know what was going on. You ought to thank God not just for your storm but for the in-between time life is more than our storms and we should not define 
life simply and mark life simply by how many storms we've had. When you start giving your testimony, start out with a celebration. Thank God for the storm. I understand. Thank God that he brought you out. But every now and then, you, you ought to pepper in some of your good days. Quit trading war stories with each other. Who's had it worse? No, truth be told, the Lord's been good to me. I don't need to trade a war story with you. No, the Lord has brought me a mighty, mighty long way in. And I'm going to glorify him for the good, the good days. Storms are real. We must be clear. But in life, we are going to have some storms. <laughs> in life, you're going to face some dark clouds. In life, in life there are going to be some thunderous episodes that shake and startle you. You will face contrary winds. You will endure some boisterous rains that beat down your faith. And it's in those times, it's in the times of turmoil and tragedy, the times of heartbreak and heartache, when the unthinkable is realized, when that which you fear most has become your reality. It's in those times when you as a believer need to know how to have peace in the midst of your problem. Because peace is what allows you to be settled in unsettling situations. Peace allows you to be confident in disconcerting circumstances. Peace allows you to be poised in life's problems. Peace lets you deal with life's dilemmas with a steadfast determination. Peace gives you assurance in the midst of life's anxieties. And this text helps us to understand that as believers, we can and should have peace in the midst of our problems. I'm talking about peace when your mountain won't move. Angelic choir, I'm talking about peace when your cup won't pass. I'm talking about peace when your storm won't stop. Peace when your sickness isn't healed. Peace when the relationship is not restored. Peace when your change won't come, peace when the news isn't good, peace when the pantry is empty, peace when the bank account is drained, peace when the deal wasn't closed, the grant wasn't awarded, the proposal wasn't accepted, the contract wasn't renewed, the prospect didn't come through, then we as believers should still have peace. And I want to suggest to you, if he is the center of your joy, he will help you have peace in the midst of life's problems. Yes, being a believer does not mean that you get everything that you want. In fact, Jesus tells us in this world, you will have tribulation. There are going to be some heartache. There's going to be some problems and some persecution. You will endure hardships. 
storms are going to come. There'll be, for some of us, financial storms. You're doing all you can do and still can't make do. You're tithing. You're working. Trying to save what you can. Still, you're in a financial storm. For some of us, it will be a physical storm. Sickness will come. Find yourself getting news you didn't want. Getting a diagnosis you didn't plan on. Others, it might be a relational storm. Seems like the relationship just isn't working out the way you hoped and the way you dreamed. Storms come in all shapes and sizes and deal with all aspects of life. Some of you are dealing with a professional storm. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, you go to work and ain't nothing but Amen, lights. You, you know what I'm talking about. This, that, and the other. Always happening, and it seems like it's happening right in your area all the time. Storms are a reality. But here is what we must understand is that faith, if it is to be a great faith, must ultimately go through some testing. I don't believe you're praying with me. I say faith, if it is real, if it is substantial, if it means anything, at some point, it must be tested. You don't know what kind of faith you got until you've been through something. You, you can come to church all day, every day, and praise God. As long as you're in green pastures. But let the grass brown. Wish I had a witness in here. Let, 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 let there be no fruit on the trees. It's only when you go through something that you know what kind of faith you have. And as you go through, it's the going through that ultimately develops your faith into what it can be. Y'all not praying with me. Yes, perfected faith is faith that has been forged in the crucible of hardship. Perfected faith is a faith that has been melted and molded by the furnace of affliction. It is a faith that has been shaped on the anvil of adversity. It is a faith that has been polished by the sanding of circumstances and situations rubbing up against it until it brilliantly shines through. Which is to say, faith does not come by easily but it emerges as we live through some stuff. Tell your neighbor, you got to go through something. You got to go through something. No, you don't get a great faith just living in blue skies. You got to go through something. You got to endure some pain, endure some affliction, and go through some storms. And the greater faith comes through greater storms. This text, Jesus is teaching few parables. He teaches them about 
the soil and the sower. You remember I talked about that last week, the different kinds of soil and the seeds that were spread. And then Jesus goes on and he tells another parable. He, he talks about uh, the mustard seed, saying that the, that the mustard seed is the smallest among seeds, but when it is planted, it becomes the greatest among herbs. And he's liking that to say that the kingdom of God is much the same way. It starts small, but it ends large. And after all of this teaching, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, let's cross over and go to the other side. After he has done all of the teaching for the day, he says to his disciples, let us now go to the other side. I, I'm always encouraged and challenged when I read that text because it says to me that Jesus was not content keeping it where he was. But he wanted to spread it to the other side. I don't believe you're praying with me. I, 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 I think sometimes we in the church get too comfortable ministering to ourselves. Encouraging ourselves. Doing things with and for and to ourselves. But every now and then, we've got to get up and go to the other side. Deal with other people, people who are not like us, people who are not where we are, people who don't share our faith, who don't believe in our God and go to the other side. What happened to the church with its missionary zeal that was willing to get out of the four walls of the church and go to the other side? to the other side where there is healing needed, to the other side where there is a word needed, to the other side where there is encouragement needed. Go to the other side. Jesus said, let's go over. The disciples get into the boat. Jesus gets in, climbs aboard, gets into the back part of the ship and goes to sleep. They're going to the other side. And in the midst of them doing what Jesus said, a storm comes. Uh, yeah. In, in the midst of them following Jesus' words, a storm comes. In, in the midst of them doing what the Lord told them to do, they have to deal with the storm. I need to tell somebody, just because you're doing God's will does not mean you will not be met with some opposition along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't get it twisted. Doing the Lord's will does not mean you will always have an easy time doing it. No, there will be some challenges and some obstacles and even some storms when you're going in God's will. Here they are doing what the Lord said. And a storm develops out of nowhere. But here's the good news. Number one, point number one I want to leave with you is believers do not go through storms by themselves. You are not going through your storm alone. Jesus is with them. He's in the boat. He's in the ship. He's right there. Even though the rain is pouring, even though the wind is blowing, even though the waves are beating, even though the thunder is clapping, Jesus is right there. What do you say? I'm saying as bad as it gets in your life, don't get thrown off because the Lord is still there. 
You're not going through it by yourself. Look at what Jesus says. He says, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That means as bad as it gets in your life, the Lord ain't going nowhere. He said, lo, lo, I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That means as deep as it gets, God ain't going nowhere. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you, you ought to give God praise for his presence being there with you means that because he's there, I have his peace. <laughs> Why do you say that, preacher? Because remember, his name is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. That, that, that means that if God is with me, peace is with me. If the Lord is with me, I have peace to comfort me and console me and keep me. His peace is there. He says, the psalmist declares the Lord is a very present help <clears throat> in time of trouble. It means that he is there. He's there. He's there. You might feel alone, but listen, hear me, hear me. He's there. You might wonder if anybody cares because you can't get in touch with anybody. You're calling everybody you know to call and they're not answering the phone. Watch this. Jesus is there. You, you, you say, but I can't see him. I, I can't sense him. That's all right. You don't have to see him or sense him. The reality is he's there. And that, my brothers and sisters, watch that. That's what faith is all about anyway. When you can't see him, when you can't sense him, that you know he's still there. Faith would not be faith if you could see everything. Watch this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen i don't have to see him to know he's there he's there walking with you he's there holding your hand he's there guiding your footsteps he's there keeping you he's there holding you god is there you're not going through this by yourself I don't care what the devil tries to make you believe. He tries to make you think that God has turned his back on you. The devil is a lie. God is there. That's the first thing you need to know. He's there. But then number two, you need to understand that there is no storm that is stronger than our God. There is no storm that is stronger than our God. Look, look at what happens. The storm comes. The disciples go to wake Jesus up. And they ask Jesus a question as they're waking him up. Brother Luster, they say, Master, do you even care that we perish? You, you, ever, you ever said something and regretted it immediately after it came out of your mouth? Here they are asking the Lord if he cares about them. Master, do you even care that we perish? Reason the question was posed is because in the midst of their storm, the Lord was asleep. 
And they confuse, watch this, the Lord's calm for the Lord's concern. How can you be both calm and concerned? But what they failed to recognize was that the God of all creation can be calm as long as it has to do with his creation. Why should he fret over something he created? Y'all not praying with me. Jesus said, I can be calm because I made this. I control this. This is not too much for me. And even though it's too much for you, I can go to sleep in it and don't confuse my calmness with my care. Sure, I care. But I'm not anxious about it because I can control it. It's, it's kind of like, like what Mary and Martha did with Jesus when they called him to come to see about their brother Lazarus who was dying. And when he finally got there, Lazarus was dead. And both Mary and Martha in their own conversations with Jesus separately said to him the same thing. Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was like them saying, Lord, Lord, we thought you cared about us. Lord, if you had just come when we called you, this would not have happened. But, 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 but the Lord is saying, no, you, you, again, you're confusing yet my, my, my care with my calm. The reason I was not so anxious about getting to you is because I know that even if he died, I'm the God who can lift him up again. There's nothing too hard for me because I created everything. He says, so I'm calm because this is my creation. I can go to sleep because I'm in control. And that's what you need to understand, that, that you have a God who's with you, but you have a God who's also in control of everything around you. There's nothing too hard for your God. Nothing too hard. And just his word is enough. Just his word. Jesus got up, watch this, and he didn't lift up his hands. He didn't throw his head to heaven. He didn't do any theatrics. He just opened his mouth. Peace. Be still. And those three words were enough to stop everything. Are y'all hearing me? Peace be still. Just his word was enough. It, 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 it's like that centurion that came to him that day and said, my, my servant uh, is sick with the palsy and dying and, and, and Lord, would you come and would you heal him? And Jesus said, yeah, I'll come to your house and heal him. And the servant said, no, wait a minute. You don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. And your word is enough. 
I wish there were about two or three folk in here who realize and who wouldn't mind testifying that God's word is still enough. His word is strong enough. His word is powerful enough. His word is mighty enough. His word still changes things. His word still transforms minds. His word can still heal the broken. His word can still lift up the depressed. His word can still turn your life around. His word is enough. And when you believe really that God's word is enough, then you know that your issue is not too big for God. Your problem is no, power, no more powerful than God's word. Your issue is not bigger than God's word. Your pain is not sharper than God's word. Your situation is not more involved than God's word. His word is enough. It's enough. Jesus just said, peace, be still. And just like that, Stanley, the rain cleared up. The clouds started to break. Rays of sun started to peek through. The waves settled down. And there was calm. They thought they were about to die. And just like that, there was calm. They thought they were going under. And just like that, God turned it around. I'm saying to somebody this morning, whatever's going on in your life, whatever problem you're facing, whatever storm you're in, it's not too big for your God. And just like that, God can push the clouds back. Here's the last thing that you have to do as a believer. If, if that's going to happen in your life, if there's any chance of that happening in your life, here's your part. Here's what you got to remember. Number three, excessive fear eliminates the power of faith. Excessive fear eliminates the power of faith. If, if things, if your storms are going to be turned around, if things are going, you've got to have, watch this, you've got to have faith. You've got to believe. And watch this, and if you're going to have faith, you cannot have excessive fear. Here it is, watch it. Jesus, Jesus says, peace be still. Storm is gone. They're ready like anybody, I'm sure, to celebrate because they thought they were about to die. And now they know that they're saved. But before the party could even start, Jesus puts two questions in front of them. Watch this. The first question, why are you so afraid? It's question number one. Why are you so afraid? Question number two, Question number two, how is it that you have no faith? Be before you go to praising me, he said, deal with these two questions. Why are you so afraid? And how is it that you have no faith? I, I love those two questions. Here, here, watch, watch now, watch now. 
Jesus did not ask them, why are you afraid? He said, why are you so afraid? Which suggests that it's, there are some situations where it's appropriate to have some measure of fear. And even expected. Y'all ain't gonna get real with me. But 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 if you got some news today from a doctor about your health, you would have some fear. Yeah. If 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 you left here today and 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 there was a message on your phone from 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 the police officer about your child you would have y'all ain't talking to me in here you would have some fear that there's some things that naturally cause some fear to develop in your heart so the question that Jesus poses is not why are you afraid but why are you so afraid in other words, your fear is too excessive. It's all right to acknowledge that this situation is causing some worry, some doubt, some anxiety, but it should not cause the level of worry, doubt, and anxiety that causes you to no longer have faith. And excessive fear chips away at your faith. Listen to me. If you feed your fears, you starve your faith. I'll say it again. If you feed your fears, you starve your faith. But if you feed your faith, you starve your fears. Why are you so afraid? That's question number one. And then he says this. How is it? you have no faith. I'm wrapping it up. Here it is. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, you have been with me for too long now for you to be acting like this. You've been walking with me too far for you to be behaving like this. You act like you ain't seen me turn water into wine. You, you act like you wasn't with me when I took bread and broke it and, and bread came out of bread and fish came out of fish and you put it in the hands of 5,000. You act like you wasn't there when I called a demon out of a man and he came back to himself and went back to his family, the man and the husband that he You act like you hadn't seen what I can do. How is it? That at this point in our journey, you still have no faith. And I pose the question to you, how is it that God could bring you this far? And you still question if he's strong enough to handle this problem. How is it that he can bring you out of this issue and that issue and, and deliver you from this problem and that problem and open this window and that window and you wonder if God will still provide. 
if he's done if he's done this that and the other before at this point in your life you ought to just be standing on your feet saying i know what the lord will do i i i'm 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 i'm, I'm dealing with this right now but god i got a track record with him and and he healed me in 73 and and, and, and he brought my child back in 85. And, and, and I'm talking about some of y'all's testimonies right now. And, 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 and he repaired my marriage in 92. And, and he gave me the job I looked for in 99. And, and, and he did this, that, and the other. If you can go back and trace where God has been walking with you and God has been performing in your life, at this point in your faith journey, you ought to be able to stand flat-footed and say, I know what God can do. I know how the Lord will deliver. Because I've come this far. Good God Almighty. How is it that at this stage you have no faith? Let that be a question that you have to deal with yourself tonight as you look at life's landscape in front of you and, and you see the valleys and you see the pitfalls and you understand the dangerous things and you're wondering, God, what should I do? And I don't want to do this and I'm nervous and I'm scared. How is it? How is it that at this point you don't know God is going to walk with you? How is it that you don't believe that at this point the Lord is going to hold your hand? How is it that as old as you are and how long you've been walking with him, you wondering if the Lord is going to come through? No. He has a track record of doing that. And you ought to go ahead and just glorify God. You ought to just thank God that in his time and according to his will, He will do what he will and it will be well with my soul and you know what if the storms keep on raging in my life if 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 the wind keeps blowing and the waves keep beating that's all right because my soul, I say my soul has been anchored in the Lord. Storms can come and billows may roll and breakers may dash. But my soul has been anchored in the Lord. The doors of the church are open. Though, keep on. Raging in my life. Say, man. And sometimes it's hard to tell the night from day. Still, still the hope that lies within 
is reassured. Yes, as I keep my eyes upon the distant shore, I know he'll lead me safely to that blessed place he has, he has prepared. But if, but if, but if the storm don't cease, <laughs> and just in case the winds keep on blowing, blowing in my life,
say he ain't gonna leave you <laughs> he been with you through a whole lot and he gonna be with you so when you get that word it's gonna be the word that we all want it because the lord ain't gonna leave you i'm gonna claim it for you all right all right all right yeah my god this is my baby hmm this is my baby hmm and what he is saying to you is that, yes, his dad had been going through a lot of things. Yeah. But God, just like he said, God been with me all the time. My God. There's been a lot of things that I didn't even talk to the church about, but I talked to my pastor about it. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to my God about it. Yeah. And I talked to my family about it. And God has never left me yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've gone through eight weeks mm. of radiation, church, mm. and I've got the test results will be coming up next week. Yeah. And just like Stephen said, we already claiming victory. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just keep on claiming the victory. Yeah. God bless you. Mm. My Lord, my Lord. There's a saying that says, you don't look like what you've been through. Now, now, now. Come on, come on. Yeah. That's what grace and mercy will do. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. keep you from looking like what you've been through. Anybody in here know anything about that? That you've been through stuff that folk don't even know about? Wouldn't even believe it if you told them, but God's keeping power. He's just good. Bless his name, bless his name, and thank God for a son who loves his father enough to stand in the gap for him when daddy has been standing in the gap for the son. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We're claiming it with you. We're standing with you, father and son together. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. We're standing now for the benediction. Oh God, how grateful and thankful we are for this time and for this day of worship. 
morning started out with storms. But God, you are a storm stopper. And so God, we thank you for the sunshine even now. And in this, we recognize that, Lord, if we just hold out, the sun will shine again. We might endure dark clouds and lonely nights, but if we hold out, sun will shine again. So now give us, Lord, that patience and that ability to just hold on and hold out until the change comes and now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit Amen and Amen God bless you go in peace